Hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is Technically Speaking, where we dive into the various aspects of technology and social media and their roles in employment. Now, LinkedIn is widely recognized for its value, but you may actually be surprised to what extent hiring and recruiting personnel might utilize it. Thus, we brought on Eric Qualman to discuss some facts surrounding LinkedIn and how it may affect you. Now, Eric Qualman is an internationally best-selling author for his books, Digital Leader and Social Nomics, which have been garnering acclaim across the globe. And he also has a new book out, What Happens in Vegas Stays on YouTube, sort of a new rule book for understanding that privacy really is dead nowadays. You can also see him as a professor as well and a highly sought-after speaker on digital trends. Eric, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Thanks, Tim. Great to be here. Well, as I mentioned, LinkedIn, I think most people recognize as being sort of the leader when it comes to professional connections and whether it's, again, hiring or finding jobs, that sort of thing. I guess, do you see LinkedIn and people's profile and what they do online as being more important now than a resume? I do. Yeah. And if you look at it, the data, it's that 93% of all companies use LinkedIn when they're in the hiring process. Wow. And you can see that ratcheting to be close to 100 soon because, I mean, who wouldn't use that type of powerful tool to make sure that the candidate they're getting is the, the right candidate. And conversely, when you're the candidate going in, that you're able to research the company and who you might be working for a little bit better. Right. Now, do you think then when a company's looking at LinkedIn and trying to find that right candidate or, or maybe just do some research on a candidate they have, do you see that as being truly effective? Are there some flaws to that? What's sort of your overall take in utilizing LinkedIn in that way? I mean, nothing's 100% perfect. And so it's just one data point that they're going to look at, but it's probably the most important data point today. And so they're going to look at other parts of your digital identity out there online, whether sure. it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's other posts, your blog. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's, um, it's a great resource. Um, it's not perfect, but it is close to being like a much better improvement. So it's a better improvement over where we were with just the paper resume, right. kind of flying blind. Right. What are they looking for then, would you say, are the key components to someone's LinkedIn profile that an employer really would be like, yes, this is what I need to know, or I didn't, I don't really care about this. I mean, is there something you could point to maybe to help out both sides here? Yeah. I mean, they're going to look at your skill set to make sure it's a match for what they need. They have specific skills that they're looking for, for that position. So they're going to look on your LinkedIn profile under your skills. And then now more importantly too, is they're going to look at some of the endorsements and okay. also the recommendations. So who has recommended you, peers, former bosses, also, who has endorsed you for those skill sets as well? So, if you list out that you're very good at Adobe Photoshop, as other if 50 other people have endorsed you for that, that's a good indication to the company that they're pretty solid. That this person is probably pretty skilled in Adobe Photoshop, and so um, that's that's some of the the technical stuff they're going to look at. Right. Some of the softer stuff they'll look at is who else are you connected to, hmm. and so looking at your different connections on oh, wow, okay, this person's connected to also someone that I know personally. So if you're the hiring manager, if you look at it, go, wait, he knows, he, he or she knows three other people that I know as well. Right. So I can either reach out to those people or understand that if they're a first connection with those people, it gives me a better understanding that that person might be also another, another fit, it's another plus in the column for that particular uh, recruit. I like that you bring that up because I, I can honestly say in the people we've spoken with, they don't bring that aspect up as much as far as, okay, who are they connected with? And as you mentioned, it's sort of more references that you can reach out to. So I appreciate you bringing that uh, portion of it up when it comes to LinkedIn. 
Another statistic that was out there that you had actually mentioned on a LinkedIn uh, article was that 35% of the time recruiters will find items online that will cause them to dismiss a candidate. What types of things are you talking about there? Are you still looking at it professionally or a lot of times does it become a, maybe a personal photo or comment that's listed that knocks them out of the running? Yeah, sometimes it might be the, the most tried and true examples is like, oh, this person doing something illicit online. So if you find that they're doing illegal activity right. from the past, that maybe you just don't want to take that risk on the person. That's kind of what the spotlight is. That's because the media wants to focus on that. Oh, of course. Uh, other times it, it might just be that, that you make a comment that's not culturally in tune with the company that you might be hiring hmm. for. And so let's say that you're trying to get a position. This is going out there, but if you want to be, part of the Democratic National Convention and you're posting pro-Republican views out there, then, then that's something that, that might be an alert for them that that's not a cultural fit. I'm, I'm, I'm using that example as just so that it's a little more shocking and easier to understand. <laughs> right. But that's one that, that you can utilize out there. On the other side of that, the plus side of it, kind of getting back to the last question we're addressing, is that if you have a lot of solid connections, that's also going to help you to get hired because these companies understand they're trying to get talent. Right. So if they bring you in and you're kind of a beacon that you attract other folks, that you might bring other people into the company as well, that's going to be a plus in your column as well that, hey, if we hire this person, she's a great network. She's going to be able to pull in additional talent for us. Okay. That makes sense. Now, going back just quickly to the idea that you know finding something online might cause someone to um, be dismissed as a candidate, are there ever any concerns with any of the sort of social media element? Um, are there concerns legally that if an employer sees something and they use that as a sort of disqualification point, is there ever that concern or that issue that you're doing something illegal or wrong in that way? I mean, the, the law is constantly changing. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but and it varies by country. So like in Germany, you cannot use, like you can't view these tools okay. as part of your, your process. Now, that being said, is who's going to know if you viewed them? Sure. I mean, I guess they could get in the logs if they want to get to that level of depth, but it's kind of soft to understand, did you really factor that into your decision-making mm-hmm. process? So even if there is a law that's written tomorrow in the U.S. that says you can't utilize this, It'll be tough to prove that out, that that was factored into the decision process, uh, unless people are exchanging emails and, and whatnot. But uh, I wouldn't kind of rely on the law to protect you. <laughs> so that's, that's, always, that's always my stance. We're kind of in the middle of that process right now. It's sure, Different sure. rules and regulations. There's just a ruling in Europe that said that Google has to take responsibility to pull stuff off of Google if people request it, mm-hmm. which basically is the EU... Europe just doesn't understand that process because that's essentially saying, okay, everyone in the world now go burn every newspaper that ever existed that talks about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. <laughs> right. Um, but again, so the law, don't rely on the law, rely on yourself. Don't worry if you have something out there that's not exactly completely positive because there's also data that shows if your profile is like squeaky, squeaky, 100% clean, mm-hmm. that's also a red flag. People want to hire human beings and they know they're going to make mistakes. Just make sure that that part of the mistakes or those issues that you have are just 10% of your story. And that's why you want to be out there posting. You want to be proactive because then if there is something negative, it dilutes. It's very diluted because of all the posts that you've put out there. It's just a tiny, tiny part of your story. Right. Well, you mentioned Google and uh, kind of a nice segue into another question that is brought up as far as 
LinkedIn profiles often coming up as high in the search results with Google. What do you think that means in terms of what the job seeker should be trying to put out there? I mean, does LinkedIn really help you in that regard as far as exposure and and getting your name out there and your skills? Uh, How does that all work together when you're talking about LinkedIn and Google? I mean, it helps you tremendously. You raise a great point is that the first place that folks are going to go, these recruiters, is Google. And normally the top search results, either going to be a Wikipedia. So if you're able to have a Wikipedia post, even better. Most people don't. Mm, okay. But also if you have a LinkedIn, it gives you somewhat of control, a little bit more influence over what your digital stamp or digital identity is out there today. And so that's one reason that you should be on LinkedIn. Make sure your profile's at 100% completion, meaning that you filled out all the forms. It usually takes about 10 minutes, but photos help. There's, there's data that shows that people trust more if there's a photo okay. on LinkedIn. Otherwise, I ask, why is there not a photo right. up here? Um, also, make sure that photo is forward-looking. Looking out is close up. This is simple stuff that sometimes we forget, but it's going to give you a huge advantage because you're going to show up in the search and they're going to start to pull in those photos and it's going to show up and pop up a little bit more. And, and so that's, that's just something to be aware of. Do your profile at 100% completion. If you do that, you'll get 40 times more job opportunities than someone that doesn't have a 100% complete profile. Now, why do you think that is? Because that, that was a, statistics that, a statistic you had in mind there. Is it simply because you then are, I don't know, there's more information out there about you? Or what, what's the correlation between having it complete and getting all that, you know, that greater opportunity? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of reasons. One, you're going to show up with more information within Google. So that's huge. Also, too, is that people, these recruiters are constantly using LinkedIn, so they're getting better at using LinkedIn. Okay. And so it's an alert to them if it's not 100% complete because they'll say, wow, if this person's too lazy to fill out 10 minutes worth of stuff, what are they going to do when we get here and we hire them? Right. So it's like, do they really want to proactively, I mean, how bad do they want a job if they're not even willing to fill out this form completely? Mm -hmm. And also third is that sometimes sends an alert of why don't they have listed out where they went to school? Does that mean they didn't go to college? And so that, that, that kind of stuff gets you a little concerned. So those are kind of the three points why you want to have a 100% complete profile. Well, it's very interesting. It's sort of the psychology behind not seeing information. I think you're 100% accurate. People start to wonder why that is or if you're hiding something or, or what, uh, why you wouldn't fill that portion out. On the flip side then, if you are looking to hire recruiting what cautions would you offer to those individuals as far as utilizing LinkedIn or maybe social media in general when they go about trying to weed out those candidates or figure out if they're a good fit? What sort of you know, cautions, again, or warnings would you have for them in, in trying to use those forms? You know, my warning would be it's not binary. It doesn't become 100% all LinkedIn. And so make sure that you're still using tried and true practices during your recruiting process so that if the person has 10 recommendations on LinkedIn, obviously that person reached out to that, those people that they knew, knowing they'd be positive recommendations. So take another level and look to see who they're connected to or who their bosses were and mm-hmm. why there's not a recommendation from that boss. And so try to reach out to that boss and go, hey, we saw that this person worked for you. Can we talk to you for a couple minutes? And so that's the things you need to be aware of is make sure you still use LinkedIn as one of, one part of the process, but it can't become the entire part of the process. Right. Do you see that as being the biggest mistake recruiters and hiring personnel maybe make nowadays? I do. Yeah, I think that that's where they kind of shift into. I don't know if it's the, the biggest mistake that they make, but I think it, it's one that they, they that they can make. And so I would make sure they do that. 
Another thing that recruiters need to understand if you're on that side of the house is that when you're using these headhunters, which they're great, the good ones are really good, you need to understand that they're probably just digging into the LinkedIn tool. Okay. And so sometimes you're still going to hire them because you still have the bandwidth to dig into LinkedIn. But other times you might take that in-house because essentially they're doing what you could very easily do. Mm -hmm. And so if you have the bandwidth, then you need to take that in. Another trend that we're seeing at companies is they're moving the LinkedIn responsibility out of human resources and they're putting it into the e-business and e-commerce functionality okay. because those those teams really understand how these tools work. And so they're moving that over there or it's a combination. It's more of a hybrid uh, that they work closely together. But that's another trend that we're seeing. And do you see that as a positive where maybe you have an expert, so to speak, on the digital side and they're teaming up with the HR or do you think that could cause more problems? What's your overall take? It's a little of both. I mean, sometimes it's a political fight because HR doesn't want to necessarily, they're like, they're happy that it's off their plate because it's not in their core strength, Mm -hmm. uh, these digital tools. But at the same time, then they start to see, well, if I give that up and that's where it's going, what's my role? So there's a little bit of the concern over that. So it's similar to when they went to kiosks in the airport. Okay. Is that the folks that work the desks were concerned that they're going to lose their job. And most of the time, those people are just repurposed into something else that's more to their strengths. And so you still have that angst. So it's not an easy transition, but I think that it's for a lot of companies, it's a good one. You need to have the experts to understand the digital pieces to do them right. Uh, but also at the same time, you need the folks that are pretty good at recruiting to still do some of the tried and true practices as well. Sure. Well, Eric, I definitely appreciate you coming on, talking about some of these details. You clearly have your finger on the pulse of sort of this digital trends uh, that you've been talking about. Uh, We are getting low on time. I wanted to give you the chance here at the end to sort of give our listeners a a takeaway from this conversation, anything we didn't touch on or something you want to emphasize that you find is extremely important when it comes to LinkedIn and whether it's hiring and recruiting or even on the job seeker side. Yeah, real quick. I think one, 86% of people are hired because of something that's listed out there on the digital identity. So that's the plus side is that that's why you want to be proactive and controlling your digital stamp, your digital identity. Also, number two, LinkedIn is one of the few tools that's not blocked in China. So all your global listeners, that's good for you to understand that Twitter, Facebook, Google, they're all blocked in China. LinkedIn is not blocked in China. Um, and so those are the two, two words of wisdom that, that I'll leave you with. But uh, that's why LinkedIn is going to be a dominant player moving forward. And if you forget everything else, the best thing to remember as a company or as an individual is instead of paying it forward, now you can post it forward. And you can post it forward easily on LinkedIn by endorsing people. It'll take you a minute, a day to do this. Go and endorse three people that you respect for the skills that they're good at. And if you do that, you post it forward, you'll see your network start to grow. You're helping people out. And then longer term, they'll return that favor to you. That is a terrific piece of advice to wrap things up here on Technically Speaking. Our guest again has been Eric Qualman. He's the author of the books Digital Leader and Social Nomics. And of course, you should check out his new work, What Happens in Vegas, stays on YouTube. You can also find out more about him on LinkedIn, of course. Eric, thanks again for sharing your experience insight with us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you. It's been an honor. And of course, for all those listening out there, we do want to hear from you as well. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com with all your comments and questions about any topic that you might be interested in. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.